Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Well, hello, everybody. Hope you're doing well today. We'd like to give a quick shout out to Colchester, Essex, England. Yes. They have just come out of nowhere. Pa- yeah, they're they're catching up with a lot of the other ones. Yes, yes. So we're so excited, Colchester, to have you listening. Please make sure you reach out to us and let us know what your favorite episode is or if you'd like us to talk about anything special or if you have prayer requests. And of course, that goes with everybody. And you can do that by checking us out at graceintheshadowsor.org. You can text or call 251-244-4645. Or you can email us at Dr. Jonathan at graceintheshadowsor.org. All right. So, are you ready? I'm ready. Ready for a joke. Ready for a joke. Ready as I'll ever be. A panic-stricken man explained to his doctor, you have to help me. I think I'm shrinking. (laughs) Now, settle down, the doctor calmly told him. You'll just have to learn to be a little patient. Okay. <clears throat> you want to hear another one? Uh, not really, but I know I'm going to, so go ahead. A ship carrying red paint and a ship carrying blue paint collide in the middle of the ocean. Both crews were marooned. All right. That's pretty funny. Oh. You don't think? Mm, okay. okay. Anyway, I've got a joke for you. Okay. What's that? You ready? Why did the cow jump over the moon? I don't know what. Because the farmer's hands were too cold. Moo. <laughs> I love cows, though. Don't you like cows? Yes. Cow therapy is a good good option. Well, you know, cow cuddling therapy. Cow, cow cuddling. cuddling. I have seen it, Jonathan. I mean, seriously, we need to get a house mm-hmm. and have some cows. I don't. I don't think our dog wants a cows though. But and then we, you know, it gets cold. We can bring him into the house. I like it. House cows. Yeah, the little bitty ones. You know. Yeah, guard okay. cow. And then we could get fainting goats. Mm. Maybe a pig or two. Yeah. What do you think? Okay. Well, we're doing today in history facts. Today in history. In 1807, Aaron Burr, vice president under Thomas Jefferson, was arrested for treason. Mm. He was later acquitted. In 1968, on this day, the first nationwide broadcast of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood aired on PBS. Did you watch that show? I did. I love that show. My sister would make fun of me for watching that show, but I love it. It's a beautiful day in the name. Okay. All right. And in 2008, Fidel Castro resigned as president of Cuba. So that's today in history. All right. So what are we talking about today? Did the Apostle Paul have OCDs? Maybe some intrusive thoughts. Oh, that's a struggle with it. That's an interesting thought. Take. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting take on the. Thorn in the flesh. Okay, let's talk yeah, about that. Uh, you know, it's interesting because when we look at OCD, mm-hmm. OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, yes, basically features a pattern of unwanted thoughts and fears known as obsessions. Okay, and these obsessions and compulsions uh, get in the way of of everyday activities, and yes. they can be very much like a thorn in the flesh. I'm sure. You know, yes. it can be things like. Um, Fear of contamination. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Doubting, having a hard time dealing with uncertainty. Okay. Needing things to be orderly in a certain way. Mm -hmm. 
uh, unwanted thoughts, aggression, sexual, religious subjects. Okay. Uh, fears. Mm-hmm. Uh, images of driving your car in a crowded people. A lot of weird stuff that really is quite common. Very true. Very true. I mean, I think when you when you say OCDs, I think of the show Monk because mm-hmm. he had a lot of OCDs that were brought yes. on by trauma and triggers and triggers. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And a lot of times they have to be fulfilled with something called rituals. Ah, okay. It's checking, counting, ordering, uh-huh. hand washing. Okay. Things like that. Gotcha. Um, but I do when we look at Second Corinthians chapter twelve. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of church people can be kind of, uh, what in the world do, you know, these people lack faith, mm-hmm. but I beg to differ. Okay. Uh, number one, if you have this and you still have faith, you have a lot of faith. That is true. Very true. Um, but I want to get into Paul here. Why do okay. I think, what's the reason why I think Paul may have had OCDs? Hmm. Well, if you turn to second Corinthians 12 okay, and go ahead uh, and read 1 through 10. And as you're turning there, I'm going to give a background. The background is the Corinthian church was very proud. And so Paul is kind of rebuking them. Okay. And he he basically is talking about humility. And so go ahead and read that. Okay. You said 2 Corinthians 12, 1 through 10? Yes. I must go on boasting. Although there is nothing to be gained, I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise and heard inexpressible things, things that no one is permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself except about my weaknesses. Even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say. Or because of these surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Yeah. Hmm. So if anyone could boast, Paul could have. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was taught by the best Jewish uh, Pharisee. Gamilio. Gamilio. Yeah. Education. He had the best education. He was a Hebrew of Hebrews. He was a, he went by the letter. He went by the law and he didn't turn to the left or the right. At least he thought so. Correct. And so Paul comes here in this thorn. Now, some people would want to say that maybe it's his eyes, but you know, he said in all my physical infirmities, mm-hmm. I have contentment. Hmm. So I really think this extreme word from the Greek, a thorn in the flesh, right, was something that was more than physical, mm-hmm. that it was mental. 
Right. That it was something that was uh, very continuous, mm-hmm. haunted him. Yeah. We don't know what it was, but no. we know why it was. Right. Well, I mean, if it had been something physical, like his eyesight, I mean, he, you would have seen him going, probably seen him going to the doctor. And you know, maybe he, mm-hmm. he traveled with Luke, you know, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there would have been something in there. But the fact that he, it, it does, just the way he's wording things, it does sound like a mental thing. Torture. Yeah. It was a type of torture. Right. That was sticking him. Mm-hmm. It was a messenger from Sanctum. Right. That God under his sovereignty permitted to keep Paul humble. Right. Otherwise, he would have boasted mm-hmm. that he uh, was the greatest in the, since sliced bread. True. And, and also, you know, so many times our mind is where things start. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having struggles in our mind can, can really, it can affect us physically it can affect us spiritually. We definitely know it can affect us mentally. So it, it does make sense that it would be something that he was suffering with from his thoughts and his mind and compulsions and things. And, and you know, there can be a physiological, there can be a lot of reasons for this, but it can still be a spiritual topic issue. Yes. Matter of fact, I think most, it, everything's spiritual. Oh, I think so too. And so we look at this. And he asked God three times. He pleaded with him. Right. He begged him. Yes. He wept. Mm-hmm. Take it away from me. Take this thorn. Yes. But God said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Yes. What's that mean? He really, really, really was seeking God, begging him to take this away. But God didn't. No, he didn't. I think someday when we get to heaven, Mm -hmm. we're going to look back and we're going to realize that the things that we thought were a curse were a blessing. Yeah. Because Paul may not have ever come to know Jesus if it Mm -hmm. wasn't for this thorn. Well, we talk often about how our trials make us stronger and then help us to... um, to, to cling to, to God and also to be able to minister to others because we've gone through these things. Because like 1 Corinthians 1 talks about how, how when we go through something and suffer, we're able to help other people yeah. uh, more, much more right, and comfort them through the grace we receive from God. And you know what I love? I mean, I love so much about God, but I love the fact that God put people in the Bible that showed their true real selves, that showed their struggles. He didn't put perfect people in the Bible for us to try to emulate. He put people that were wretched and showed us how he molded them to be more like him. And and I love that. And we can look at Paul this way. He struggled and he was a mighty man of God, but he, he puts out there that he really was struggling. You know, and we look at this, God used people. Mm-hmm. The Bible is really the only book that, well, Christian, biblical book that is inspired and written by the Holy Spirit right. that shows people for who they are. 
Yes. That's one so way glad. we know it's true. Aren't you glad? I Absolutely. You, I am. Warts and all. Yes. So by my grace is sufficient for my powers made perfect in weakness. Mm-hmm. You know, Gideon. Right. God, Jesus comes to him and says, mighty warrior, as he's having an anxiety attack and hiding, from, being a coward in a sense. Oh, well, and Elijah sitting there in the cave yeah. after he'd been like on the mountain and God lapped up stones, Mount Carmel, yep. you know, I mean, and he's like, I'm all alone. And he had just been through one of the most major victories anybody could imagine. And so Christ's power, God's power, he is made perfect in weakness. He used people that were not perfect, that were even considered outcasts, that were considered kind of, in a sense, uh, nobodies. Right. And created, took nobodies and created somebody. Very true. Very true. Yeah. And so Paul ends in verse 10, this is why for Christ's sake, I delight in everything that's weak, insults, hardships, Mm -hmm. persecution, difficulties, for when I am weak, I am strong. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, we can't do anything. We can't. No, we can't do anything on our own. We have to do things through God's strength. And a lot of times we have to admit that weakness before we get to that point. And we have to take a, be thankful to God for those thorns. Yeah. We all have them. We all have them. Yeah. We all do. And and they're all tough. I mean, they may seem like my thorn might be small to you or, or vice versa, but we all have struggles and we have to take those struggles to God. And we have to say, hey, God, I can't handle this on my own. I need you to take it. He might not take it from you, but he's going to take it and help you with it. And I also think when we look at this, that uh, we can get an idea. Christians suffer. Oh, yes. With, with mental illness. Right. With spiritual, I mean, all of it goes together, okay? I really believe that. Right. Um, You know, and so uh, when we look at Paul, his background was very legalistic. Mm -hmm. And that would be very traumatic to where one would be more opt to maybe be OCD or have intrusive thoughts. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And and don't let, I mean, there's a big health wealth movement. Oh, you don't have enough faith. Da, 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 da. There's no indication of any of that being true in the Bible. You know, um, I, I struggled with my salvation experience because I, I've, I've told y'all before that, oh, when I was five, I said a little prayer. But I just did that because everybody else in my class did that. But I really came to know the Lord when I was 19. I accepted him as my personal Lord and Savior at that time. And I was I was talking to my pastor about it, saying, I just don't know. Was I saved at five? Was I saved at 19? I just am not sure. And he said, Marla, when did things in your life start getting, you know, a little difficult? And I said, after 19, he said, well, there you go. Because <laughs> Satan didn't have you anymore. Mm-hmm. And you had those struggles and those trials, but then you had God to deal with them. And I really think, especially with OCD or any anything for that matter, right? Uh, when you start serving God, oh wow! Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to yeah. see God work, but you're also going to see Satan work, right? And uh, but you know, you have to remember that you know God can take a mess turn to a message, absolutely. Uh, ultimately, for His glory, for your good. 
All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Hope this helped you today. And we just really appreciate you listening. Have a great day. Goodbye.